Hello everyone, my name is Hana Nakagawa and I'm from Newcastle Union Adventist Church. And my name is Lawson Walters, I'm also from the Newcastle University Adventist Church. And today we are talking about Lesson 9 in Sabbath School Quarterly and the title is Turn Their Hearts. So we will be talking about the idea of repentance in expressed in Deuteronomy and mm. also New Testament as well. Before we start, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you and ask you that you will pour your Holy Spirit upon us. And please, Lord, give us words to say. And I pray that all of us who are listening to this podcast um, and ourselves will be touched by your Holy Spirit and come close to you. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, we want to begin with uh, the verse in Deuteronomy chapter 5, 29. Yeah, Lawson, do you want to read for us? Yeah, sure. The Bible says, Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep my commandments, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. You start with this, yeah, the word, Oh, oh, powerful. Yes, you always say powerful for everything. Yeah, no, but it is. But, you know, I got it. It seems like he's really calling out to the people here. That's right. And this word all in we look, if we look at Hebrew word, it's called me yutin. Yeah, me yutin. Me yutin. Yes, that's right. So it's the word itself. It means like who will give. But in Old Testament context, this idea, this word is the idea of wish, desire, or someone wanting something so badly. Mm. So God is saying like, oh, like me, you too. Like, <laughs> I, I want this. And what do God is? Yeah, yeah he's using it. This was actually, uh, and the Sabbath school describes it this week. It's a really common idiom um, that the people would have, you know, picked on it up as soon as they, they heard it. We have idioms that we use in English that emphasize different things. And he's using one now. He's saying, and that's he's saying like, oh, but the point really that he gets here mm. is, oh, that the people might fear me, follow what I have to say. Actually, mm. this verse comes after he's just given them the Ten Commandments for the second time. That's right. Um, and if we remember, oh, why was he giving it to them a second time? Well, mm. The first time he gave them the Ten Commandments, mm. Moses comes down off the mountain they're all dancing around a golden cow. Mm. He smashes the tablets on the ground. So it was a kind of a combination of, yes, Moses smashed the tablets, but the people weren't keeping anyway. That's right. And this, um, the background of this um, time is that Israel was keep failing of mm. the sin of idolatry. Mm. Just they were, as you say, like they were keeping just a random gods and like stone or tree or like the things that and here that's why god is saying turn to me keep my commandments and i just want to talk about why idolatry bad what do you think why is idolatry bad and negative i think because i think it's something that needs to be discussed because it's so consistently brought up Mm. Um, all the time and it's always a problem for Israel and even for us now (laughs) yeah Yeah, totally I think our idolatry looks a little bit different Different, to theirs but in principle it's the same Same. and so if we talk about why idolatry is bad I'd say the first reason is probably because it's just literally false there's some religions out there like for Hannah, you and myself, we're Christians, mm-hmm. and we look at Islam, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're an Abrahamic religion. They claim to, and we believe they do, they worship the same God as us, 
but in a way that is is different to us and us as Christians would say okay we have the Bible and it shows us the the right way and we reach out to our brothers there are, there's definitely seeds of truth within Islam their beliefs in for example clean and unclean foods and lifestyle and the unit of the family Jesus second coming all these kinds of things but idolatry from its very inception mm. is just false yeah like exactly. like it's just wrong like yeah. it's just okay so you believe you're going to worship things that have been created mm. as if they are personified so you're going to worship like the god of the sun mm. the god of the moon the mm. god of the trees the god of the fish the god of rocks the god of water all these different things as if those gods literally exist yet the the reality is that they don't mm. so there, there is just absolutely no truth in it and if you're caught up in idolatry in the kind of classical sense what we see here with the very religious sense mm. you are just completely playing into falsehood that's so true it also i, I was just thinking after you said it really degrade who god is mm. like we are saying like oh this is like i used to live in japan people would just believe that oh there's god in a this tree or in this stone and things <laughs> like that but like the reality is no the real god is the creator god who <laughs> like who is above all, like yeah, who right. made everything. And he, he's not in there. He's like above everything. He created this, not in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think idolatry really, really degrade our idea of God as mm. well. And I think that plays out the most. Okay, so people believe certain things, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. that's their choice. But the next step from there, it's like, if you believe mm. in idolatry, then you are led to the practices of idolatry. That's right. Which is, I feel like that is the real negative part that yeah. we see playing out here because in the ancient context, mm. what did it look like to practice idolatry? It looks like sacrificing your children, mm. which is, I think, an easy an, an easy kind of target to go to, but it just is so true that the basic idea was that you were worshipping these different entities so, so that you could receive blessings from them. Yeah. So they do this to appease God. They have to give and give and yeah, give and give. Yeah, that's right. But, like, our God is different. Like, he's the God That's who right. makes sacrifice. It's mm. totally opposite. That's right. The Israel, the Israelite sacrificial system, God's sacrificial system through the sanctuary was to indicate to them that I'm the one who's giving and, and you sacrifice in response to that in mm. repentance. Mm. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Whereas with these idolaters, it, the whole idea was that, like, oh, we will give to God. And then in some way, he'll bless us. And if you take that to its logical conclusion, if you're willing to give a sheep, someone else is willing to give a cow. If someone else is willing to give a cow, then someone else is willing to give 100 barrels of oil. And if that person is willing to give 100 barrels of oil, someone's actually willing to sacrifice their son and someone's willing to sacrifice their child. And, Mm. And so the practices of paganism were so just infectious and so terrible terrible like and led to such ruin i think this is something we're gonna we're gonna get to but it's essentially like there were such awful natural consequences Mm. of being a society that bases their morality and their worship and and everything on paganism yeah um that ultimately yeah like practicing paganism was so evil and so obviously god would hate it that's right Mm. and imagine that like israel is a chosen nation mm. and it's represent god yes. and if that nation start doing the same things with other nations that's more responsibility like they are meant to represent god mm. and they are doing like they are misrepresent of who god is by doing that as well yeah i think that's the next kind of big point 
is that by practicing idolatry, they were actively thwarting God's plan mm. um, and his purpose for them as well, mm. his calling for them, because we know that at this point, they've been brought out of slavery by the leading of Moses That's and right. by the hand of God to be a nation that leads people to know God. Mm. It was the promises to Abraham, land, descendants, and that through you, the world will be, would be blessed. Now, yeah. we know that the ultimate the ultimate way that took place was through the birth and the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes. Praise the Lord. Mm. But in this specific context, Israel also had the opportunity to be a light to the world. Yeah. Because God, who does God want to save? Mm. Everyone. Everyone. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so Israel here has an opportunity to be used by God mm. and he's, they are selected by God to be used by him to represent him to show the world how good and how awesome and how loving he is. Yeah. So it's not God is having this preference or favoritism Mm. um, for the Israel, but God is not willing that any should perish. That's right. That's right. God wants everyone to be saved. And God is given the purpose to Israel to represent God Mm. and to be the light. Like... Yeah, like us today. (laughs) Perfect. And if we can make like application to our Mm. time as well, it's we see idolatry, at least in the West and here in Australia, practice in a very different way. It's ultimately like the definition of idolatry is putting something before God. That's right. Um, How it looked like for these guys was worshipping rocks and stars Mm. and all kinds of things. Mm. Um, Whereas for us, putting something before God can be our our job, people, money. Totally. There's yeah. there's so many things that can be put before God. Before God. That and that what we know from this it will be led to ruin. But the the big point is like if we put anything before God, it thwarts our ability. It stops our ability to witness to others. That's so true because they don't put God first. Like they yeah just yeah don't that's right. If we're hard. if we're going to a bunch of people who don't put God first. Mm and trying to witness to them as people who also don't put God first, Mm. then how can anyone, how can there be any indication to them that they need to change? Because they're the same. Yeah, that's right. It's like confirmed to the world. But there are, even with people who I'd say are practicing idolatrous Christianity, there is success, um, and that's through their appeal to the flesh, you know, what we call the prosperity gospel preachers Mm. and whatnot, where they come, they're like, oh, you'll be... So blessed with money and land and possessions and all those different things. If you worship God, they appeal to the flesh. But what is God actually calling for? Yeah. What does he actually want for us? Mm. What is it, By keeping his laws, by not practicing idolatry, what does he want to achieve through us? Mm. I think that's the really big question. And I think that's what the Bible reveals here in these different passages of Deuteronomy as we read through. Good, really good. I just um, want to go to a little bit to talk about the repentance because like mm. when we see this Israel keep failing, keep doing the mm. same mistake, we're like, like, what? Like, why? <laughs> but then it's also us as a Christian life, like we keep making the mistakes, mm. like we fail. But the repentance is the very um, vital and key in a Christian life. And I just want to talk about this repentance as well. So we see Israel keep making the mistakes, like doing the same, falling into the same sins, idolatry. Mm. And like we can relate to that. We can relate as a Christian, we do make a mistake. Mm. But what is the cure? What is the solution? 
for that? I, I think the solution is, is ultimately like uh, we can make the, the joke like the answer is Jesus. But the, the reality is that God gives us the ability to repent. Mm. Uh, and we have the context now through Christ. For them, it was through the sanctuary. But ultimately, we God has given us the opportunity to leave our sins behind, to yep. leave an, our idolatry behind, to do a powerful work in our lives also, to sanctify us, to grow us so that we can be used by him. Mm. Yes, I, it reminded me the verse that the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Mm. And I think when we make mistakes, we can be like, oh, why did I do this? We mm. can be sad. But at the same time, we need to be really serious about like, are we really, like, have we really repented? Mm. Are we really turning away from that sin? And it's different from just saying, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, and then right. do like the same thing. What is that? this repentance that we don't just want to go back to the same mistake. Mm. Yeah. So what's the difference between yeah. true repentance and enforce? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if false, false. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unrepentance. <laughs> Unrepentance. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think, it, 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 you know, if we look at the definition of repentance, which has been described to me and you look it up, it's just this idea of, of the stopping of practicing or turning the other way, mm. turning away from, from the things that you've, you've once did and, and, and doing a reversal on that, which happens in practice, in our actions, all kinds of things. The, I think the thing that motivates us to do, because it's, okay, that's obviously what it is. But then furthermore, it's like, why be motivated to do so? Mm. And I, I think it comes back to this idea, and for Israel as well, is that they will be constantly led into ruin mm-hmm. unless they repent. Yeah. And that kind of plays out in a couple of different ways in their history. Mm. So if you could think about what would be like the spiritual consequences mm. of them practicing idolatry and not repenting and not being connected to God. What do yeah. you guys think? Death, spiritual death. Spir- spiritual death. Yeah. What about supernaturally in their context? Well, God protect us. God is with us. Yes. Like when we give our heart to him but he cannot do that and we see within the history of israel particularly at this point in time like god is leading them by a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud Mm. and raining food from heaven and like all kinds of things like god has been supernaturally providing providing. yeah god has been supernaturally protecting if we are going to then in the face of god in that circumstance Mm. worship idols God can't be attached to that Mm. because that's not a witness of him. And so, yeah, there are very real and supernatural consequences that they will lose their protection. They'll be vulnerable to attack, all those kinds of things. But then there are very natural consequences Mm. of not repenting and of practicing sin and, and specifically in their context, practicing idolatry lead to ultimately the breakdown of their nation. Mm. As we said before, like the practices of idolatry are so evil mm. and the effect that has on the nation is so drastic. Like it's so huge. Like I could think of firstly, you've got a justice system, right? If that justice system is based on the law of God, the Ten Commandments, you've got the perfect basis there for a nation with a purpose to save the world, to be able to act justly, to overcome problems and trials that they go through within the nation. But as soon as they're practicing idolatry, they're not having the law of God, the Ten Commandments specifically as a basis for their law, then imagine the amount of injustice that can then happen Mm. within Israel that leads to the lessening of the well-being of the children of Israel, that leads to less success for the children of Israel. Like they are less successful in the things that they're doing because 
they are the, the well-being of the nation isn't as healthy as, as it is before and slowly by slowly you go from a prospering nation because the well-being of its citizens mm. is high because they they have justice and love and peace and mercy and they're following God to yeah. all of a sudden they're in total and other utter ruin not necessarily because God has punished them but because that's the natural, natural consequence, consequence. Yeah, that's true. of not upholding justice mm. you know within, within their nation and so yeah like that plays in our lives today this is the thing is like there's consequences to not following god yes and not repenting but i think you brought up an important point before which was like is it the consequences that motivate us and is it the consequences that should motivate israel obviously it didn't because they kept going back into idolatry (laughs) but i think what should really motivate us and what you you, what we've highlighted and what you've highlighted before is the purpose that god has given us Mm. the mission that he's given us Mm. to be a witness to the world Good point. Yeah, I just want to quote one verse. Second um, mm. Corinthians chapter seven ten. Godly sorrow produces repentance, leads to salvation, mm. not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. So godly sorrow is not just regretting of all, oh, like what they have done, mm. but just not only just having a sorrow for that, mm. but they will turn to God. Mm. They will turn to what he has done of the um, the penalty that he has made. That's when we saw that goodness of God, they mm. will be overwhelmed with that, not only sorrow, but the joy of salvation. Mm. So that will motivate us to really keep his law keep his way yeah. as well and i i believe that's the only way that we can be saved we can be we can turn away from mm. sin because naturally we just keep doing the same mistake we keep just we love sin yeah as human totally but when it is only through god's goodness that can lead us to the true repentance mm. not only the consequence of sin but the hate sin itself yeah. You can hate sin. Yeah. But also the this deep yearning as well to be used by him as a vessel to bring salvation to others. That's right. That's right. That's the amazing thing that God doesn't just save us for mm. us, but he saves us to save others as mm. well. And that that that's why it comes to the problem of Israel. Like it was a very huge problem that they went into the um, sin of idolatry because not only their salvation but because of it was other nations mm. salvation as well god was trying and trying to reach others through mm. israel but it would be limited not because god is limited but because of their choices that they don't allow god to work that's them. right that's right yeah god is trying to be a respecter of free choice yeah and he has selected an, a group of people to represent him and when they cease to represent him which leads to ultimately the the lessening of his light and knowledge throughout the world and the mm. opportunity that the nations have to be able to choose him not that god won't do the work to give them that opportunity but ultimately yeah his plan is and his plans for those nations to be to be saved is thwarted in a way by Israel's choice to ultimately not represent him. So this doesn't, it's yes, great ruin will be brought upon Israel, Mm. but even then the whole world and all the nations about them Mm. because they're not choosing just to worship God. Wow. That is why it is. Uh Oh, Mietan, yeah. Mietan, that is why. Oh, like God is yearning Mm. deeply, like 
people, please, like you don't understand. Yes. I've given you every blessing. I've given you every protection. Mm. I've given you literally everything you need. I've brought you from slavery mm. so that you can be a witness to the rest of the world. Yeah. And by and that isn't that true for us today. God has brought us from the slavery of sin mm. to now to be his witnesses to the world. Mm. And if we want to give ourselves to idolatry, we're ultimately like we're, we're standing in the way of God. And if we're standing in the way of God, the Bible says if God is for us, who can be against us? Mm. But if we're not for God, then who are we for? That's right. Mm. And especially when we take the name Christian, mm. like it has more responsibility. If we are totally. just like unbelievers, like we actually don't represent anyone. That's right? right. Like we can actually do anything. But because we are Christians, like we represent. Yeah. And that's why it's scary. I think Spirit of Prophecy says that God, uh, Satan can use lukewarm Christian more powerfully than mm. anyone. We don't want to be used by Satan. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's the last thing. So, yeah, to be used by God, it is our choice to give our heart and follow God's will and mm. fear Him. And I think that is the good thing that when we repent and come back to God and mm. call His name, he gives us the second mm. chance. So I want to finish with a verse in Deuteronomy chapter 4, 29, which is our memory text as well. Also, mm-hmm. do you want to read this verse? Yeah, it says, But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. If we seek him with all our heart, we will find God. Mm. So I think this is a very encouraging Yeah. And it's a good place to, to finish on because ultimately, again, it comes back to that motivation of if I'm just bent towards sin and idolatry, just like the Israelites, and mm. I'm going to keep falling and falling and I'm not going to live up to my purpose to be a witness to the rest of the world. Is there any hope for me? Mm. And God is seek me. And you will find me. You will find. Mm. Like we have that opportunity today, just like the Israelites had the opportunity in their day. And it, and it's a work of every day. Mm, and right. there were times where they were faithful. During, If we look at their future history during the periods of Judges, there would be time where they would ri- rise up and act righteously and mm. do the, the work of the Lord. When Joshua was walking with the camp of Israel, moving into the promised land, like there was times where they stood for the Lord. And because of that, great and amazing things were, had the, were able to happen. But yeah, for us today, if we want to be used, we see Jesus on the horizon. He's coming soon. If we want to be used to hasten his coming, let's use the example of the Israelites and go, okay, what was God's prescription to them who Mm. was so fallen into idolatry? It was to seek him with all their hearts. That's right. It is a daily fight Mm. against ourselves because we are naturally really sinful. But if we surrender our will and day by day invite God to be with us and seek him, Mm. God will be with him. Yeah, I really pray that's our decision because yes. we can make a decision this morning and yeah day by day we can make a decision so let's say to god that um we will give all to him mm. do you want to pray for us? yeah sure let's pray to close lord and heavenly father i want to thank you so much for this opportunity that we've had to review the sabbath school to see the really powerful points that it made and especially in this way that Lord, we have so many opportunities to practice idolatry, to Mm. to leave you, to not follow you. And there are so many things calling for our attention in the world. But Lord, we just pray that we can put all of those things out of our mind and just seek you because you will bless us. When we find you, you'll bless us and you will enable us to essentially, yeah, be your witnesses and to be able to 
not only be saved ourselves, but be used to save others too. Mm. So please be with us in every way. Embolden us in our witness. Give us power from the Holy Spirit that we would be able to touch the lives of those around us and help us to be a true and faithful witness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.